0: This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Now, here's Dr. Gloria.
1: Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley Wood. Good morning from California, Hyde.
2: Hi, Mom, from New York City. after it's uh, actually after one o'clock here.
1: Yeah, I don't know if any of our audience has been able to pick it up on our new media thing, but we've been doing a few things, and uh, we kind of decided uh, in the media we've been uh, saying that we were the uh, doctors of re- grief recovery, right, Hyde? I
2: think it was it, yeah, it was grief recovery, and there was some some things in between that, wasn't
1: there? Uh, the grief recovery doctors. It actually came on the end, the grief recovery doctors. So we've been having Mm -hmm. a lot of fun with the media. And also, I hope folks have looked at our books on our site. You know, we have Open to Hope inspirational stories of uh, healing after loss. We have our holiday book. We have our new spouse loss book that's out. We're working on a book on the first year. Should be done soon. And then we're going to come out with Dream Signs and Connections, which is going to be an amazing book. We're very excited about that book. And we hope you'll visit, speaking of Dream Signs and Connections, you know Mitch Carmody one of our favorite people, right Heidi, and Carla Blowey? Mm
2: -hmm. Absolutely they're fabulous.
1: They're on our forum now and uh, Dream Signs and Connections, so if you want to come on the forum it's just a great forum we have uh, four different items on the forum that you can come in for child loss spouse loss and uh, sibling loss and pregnancy loss and now Dream Signs and Connections, so we're really excited about that and hope you'll join the open hub community and we hope you'll tell everybody about the community and the show because we want you to be part of the community right Heidi and it's easy to do
2: absolutely I mean the reason we've grown so quickly and become the number one grief site is because of people like you it's you know we there's no way we could do this alone so it's been people coming to our site supporting others and getting support doing both and uh just telling their friends and neighbors and whoever needs it, that we are here 24-7 as a support system for you. I mean, because as we all know, grief sometimes is a 24-7 process. Sometimes it's in the middle of the night that we're grieving. And we want you all to know that there is a community out there to support you right here on the internet.
1: Absolutely. And that you can be part of helping other people by telling them your story and telling them how you've uh, found recovery, and those little tips are helpful for people, particularly uh, in the wee hours, so you want to come on to the forums or and comment on articles and all sorts of things. So, uh, well, Heidi, we've got a really great show today. I, I love our show when we just hear about these people who are just reaching out and helping people, especially kids, don't you?
2: Absolutely, because there's one of the biggest questions I get from parents, and I know our guest today is familiar with it, is how do I get my child to open up? After they've had a loss, how do I get them to talk about it? So we'll be talking about what Kathy Spear does today and what her camp
1: does. Absolutely. Well, Kathy Spear's our guest, and Heidi and she have a lot in common. They're both licensed social workers, and Kathy's the director of camper services at Circle of Tapawango, I think, and Kathy's going to tell us if that's right, Uh, a week-long overnight camp program in Maine. I love Maine. Bar Harbor. Oh, I love it. I can't wait to hear where it is for girls who've experienced the death of a parent. Circle, as they call it, was founded in 2002 with 32 campers ages 8 through 12. This August, Circus, well, this month is their um, anniversary. I mean, well, not anniversary, but I guess they'll enroll the most girls. 145 girls this year probably joining the camp right now, enjoying the camp now, including a teen teen program they're going to have, and a counselor in training program with Circle graduates. Oh, that is so great. Kathy, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you very much. I'm very glad to be here. It's Circle of Tapawingo. You were awfully close. (laughs) Very hard to say it. Um, Some of us who went to Tapawingo as children learned how to say it by Spelling uh, using the song that spelled out the letters. <laughs> and after <laughs> a few years of that, we, we uh, figured it
1: out. <laughs> so you went, um, you went to this camp as a kid. The camp was
3: started, uh, the idea was by a woman named Sandy Welch, who had this idea post 9-11, and she brought together a group of women who uh, used to be girls and had summered at Camp Tapawingo for years. And well, that was how we actually all got started. So Sandy brought together many people and, uh, who were incredibly creative and committed and energetic. And I was the social worker. So my responsibility was to recruit the girls from the New England area and then to be the social worker, the bereavement specialist, the clinician at camp during the week once we got there.
1: Oh, wow. Where is it located exactly?
3: The camp is in southwestern Maine, not not so close to Bar Harbor, um, and beautiful in a different way because mm-hmm. we're not on the coast, but we're close to the New Hampshire border. So when you look off in the distance on a clear day at Camp Tapuingo, you can see uh, Mount Washington, Wow, which is pretty spectacular. Uh,
1: now, this is a group for girls who have lost a parent. Yes, that's wow. right. You know what? Um, go ahead.
3: We had uh, originally... Focused on that, and although we did have a few girls our first year where there had been sibling loss, we did redirect the camp and just maintain the focus on parental loss, Mm -hmm. and it has remained that way.
1: Mm -hmm. So, I'm thinking, I was looking at this and I was thinking, uh, how long do they, how many days do they come for?
3: They're at camp for five nights and six days. Wow. We refer to it as a week because it's easier to talk about it that way. Uh It's a little short of a week it is fascinating how in many ways it feels as though it's the whole summer. The time both flies and every second you can feel it. It's quite an interesting way to experience time. But the kids, uh, many of us who went to Tapuenga went for eight weeks as children, and it's almost as though each day at Circle feels like a week used to feel at camp. So the first day some of the kids are anxious and... They, you know, take several hours or up to a day, day and a half to settle in. By day two, they're best buddies with the kid who is sharing their the the bed next to them in the bunk. And it's it's a beautiful process to watch.
1: Now I'm thinking uh two levels. I'm thinking one, uh we've I've had a parent die and I'm nervous about leaving my other parent. Would be okay. one side I would think of, but the other side I would think of is if I've had a spouse die and I'm nervous about having my child leave me.
3: Uh, total, yes, uh, you're so you're so there. Um, both of those uh, are clearly uh, factors that we experience, especially with new campers, and maybe a little bit more with new campers who are on the younger age of our range, uh, the, the younger range of our ages, the eight and nine year olds. Um, Once kids have been to circle and they return the following year, we tend to see the anxiety in both the parents and the girls settle down. Not always, but typically that's what happens. And um, we, we find that parents are encouraged to call camp if they're anxious, but we explain to them that the girls will not be calling home during the week because we've learned from a lot of years of overnight camp experience that if a child is homesick, calling home makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If a child isn't homesick, they don't need to call home. Mm-hmm. So we tell parents, if you're anxious, by all means, give us a call,
2: and we'll call you back and let you know how your camper is doing. Mm-hmm. And how long have the, the the children's parents been dead? I mean, is it fairly new, or have some of them? Has it been a while for some of them? The whole range. We have okay, girls. The whole range.
3: Occasionally we have girls who didn't even know the parent who died. That's unusual, Mm -hmm. but it's happened. And then we have girls whose parents have died over the course of the previous year.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: We try to recruit campers whose parents have died at least six months ago um, because, you know, if it's shorter than that, the loss is pretty raw. And we find it works better if they've had several months to settle in at least a little bit at home with all the changes. mm
1: -hmm. So, I'm a mom or a dad out there, and I'm saying, "Okay, how do you get your kids to talk to you? How do I get them to talk to me how, Do they talk at camp? Do they talk about it or or well, um, yes, you know?
3: They do. They talk um, both at planned times and at unplanned times <laughs> when we're not you know not expecting um, some of the questions or the comments. and we've learned that some of the spontaneous conversations that occur between the campers. And counselors or campers and campers are some of the most wonderful uh, moments for these girls to really hear each other and be there for each other. But we do on the second day of camp have what we call circle time, where we sit around in a circle on the floor of the bunk. These are wooden cabins with screen doors and primitive bathrooms. And we sit on the floor and the girls go around and they each. Um, take a turn sharing the story about the person in their family who's died and passing around a photograph or two of that person and sharing it with their bunkmates and with the counselors in their bunk. The groups are led by a social worker or two.
1: Uh huh. Wow. I would
3: say in all the years of the hundreds of girls who've passed through Circle, maybe one or two have been uh, unable to participate in Circle time. And even for one or two at times who have trouble, they'll come back, you know, at the end and say, now can I talk? I'd like to share
2: my story now. Wow. Uh. Wow. That's great. I love how they're in a circle on the ground with the the photo. Gassing yeah. Passing it around. Yeah. Um,
3: sometimes girls will bring stuffed animals that have meaning or objects, but they're encouraged to bring photographs. And we, we take our time looking at the photographs and really appreciating that we're looking at this person Whose death has impacted a family greatly, and will probably continue to.
1: Uh huh. So, what other things do you do? I love, I love that circle idea.
3: Um, so that's the second day, and the last day we have what we call our rock ceremony. Every camper and counselor takes a rock uh, from somewhere in the woods around camp and takes a sharpie and writes a message on the rock to the person who has died. We walk in file up a hill. Capo Wingo is built on two hills. And we walk up a hill where we have planted a new tree. When I interview the girls uh, before they come to camp, I tell them it's a baby tree. It's probably about six feet tall. And we stand in a circle around the tree, and we take turns, and one by one, or now that we've gotten so large and the circle around the tree is so large, (laughs) two by two or four by four, we walk up to the tree, place the rock in the bed and walk back and it is chilling it is such a beautiful ceremony there can be close to 200 people there and you can hear a pin drop
1: now, uh, even, now even does that the mean the parents can be there too the parents no no this no? is the
3: campers the counselors
1: uh-huh
3: this is yeah this is um the week is is just for the campers parents parents do not come to the camp So this is the ceremony that we hold on the final day. Uh And it's as close as we get at Circle to having a memorial service. Uh Um, And so when the ceremony's over, we have, depending upon the year, about 150, 170 rocks under the tree with these beautiful messages. Some are very short. Some just say mom, dad. Others are more lengthy and descriptive of the experience at Circle. Some might have a more inspirational kind of message. It's um, it's absolutely beautiful. Wow. And we now have 10 trees that we've planted at the camp. Five on one side of a dirt road and five on the other. And they're growing and each year we put the plaques back on the trees that have a message. It might say uh, 2010 uh, circle families were remembered here. And each tree has a different plaque and we of all the rocks at the base of the trees oh. so it's it's a beautiful setting and and the girls really get it they're very respectful
1: oh, great well
2: I love this too because anyone you can people out there listening can do it you can yes. do it with friends and family and do it in your own backyard yeah and also I like the idea that there's not pressure on these girls at that point with this particular center money to say anything really you know they can write their goodbyes on the rock or whatever they want to and then Leave the rock. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's
1: right. Um,
2: And we we struggled
3: with the the fact that over the course of the year, in the winter in Maine, the ink washes away often. And so the girls would come back and they'd look for their messages. mm -hmm. And we've really, I think, been able to say, you know, the words get washed into the soil
2: Mm -hmm. and become
3: Mm -hmm. part of the earth. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that was something that actually was one of those programmatic issues that was unexpected,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, when we came back the next
1: year. Now tell me, uh, what's the longest a girl's come back? And um, and I now know you've got counselor and training and that kind of thing. Is it only once a year that you do it for that many days, or does it go on all summer? Or
3: The program is just a week. The camp owner, uh, the woman who owns Camp Wingo donates the camp for the week, which is um, oh, incredibly generous, and the camp's in session the rest of the summer. We are in the process of trying to locate other camps where we can um, hold this program or program very similar and use this model that is clearly very successful and um, does what we hope it will do, which is to really change girls' lives. Um, We do have a CIT program. That's right, counselor in training. That is just for our alum. We have had girls who started the program at eight or nine, continued for several years and now are coming back as our CITs.
1: Well, great. Now, here I am a parent. I'm sitting here. It's August 8th. Can my daughter go this year?
3: She cannot go this year. I'm sorry to say. We will be closing enrollment uh, in the spring of the year before camp begins. And so if this is a program that might be a good fit, then the best thing to do would be to get in touch with me for next year.
1: Is it too early, like today, for me to do that?
3: Um, if you do it today, I'd probably tell you to contact me in October. So we'll get through 2012 uh, season. And then we'll start working on 2013 season in the fall, in October.
1: So what if I want to give you some money?
3: If you want to make a donation, we'd love it. That's wonderful. There's certainly no expectation from any of our campers or camper families. But anybody who wants to donate t- to Circle of Tapawingo can go on our website. There's a place where you can click Donate, and it all is right there.
1: Can I sponsor a girl?
3: You can sponsor a girl if you would like to do that. We don't have a formal mechanism by which you would have a particular girl, but we can let you know the approximate cost of what it would be to sponsor a girl for a week, and if you wanted to do that, we would love it.
1: Okay, uh, Open to Hope we will do that. If you'll get in touch with us and tell us how much it is to sponsor a girl for a year, we will do that for the camp.
3: I've got goosebumps. <laughs> Thank you. That's that's uh, that's wonderful. And, um,
1: and tell people how they can get in touch with you.
3: You may email me at cspear at circleoftapawingo.org. I will spell it. Uh, cspear is uh, C-S-P-E-A-R, S as in Sam, P as in Peter. And Circle of Tapawingo is Circle of T as in Tom, A, P as in Peter, A org.
1: So Heidi, uh, what do you think? Do you think we ought to sponsor a girl? Do you think that's enough, or should we do two—one for you and one for me?
2: Wow. Okay. I'm not sure. Uh, I would love to do as many as we can afford to do. I'm not sure what that looks like as far as sponsoring a girl. How much? How much is the camp usually? I mean, how much? It's is approximately, it and each year it changes a little bit.
3: So I would say uh-huh. it's between five and six hundred dollars to sponsor a girl for the
1: week. All right. Well,
3: approximately what it costs.
1: Right. That sounds good. Heidi, what do you think? A couple of girls.
2: Absolutely. I'd love to do that. This sounds like an amazing program and I was reading all the comments from the parents on your website whose children had done this and basically said that it changed their lives. I remember reading one where a father was talking about how his daughter's eyes were finally as green as they were uh, before her mother died and how she looked so happy and so full of joy again. And, you know, it, 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 this is really touching their lives. And as you say, Kathy, they, they almost internalize this camp and carry it with them throughout the year. It's not yes. just the week that they're there. It is. It really, really looks life-changing. So I yes. love what you're doing for these girls. We hear that repeatedly. It is really life-changing.
3: Thank you. Absolutely. Um,
1: and we hope that you will put your camp and any activities you're doing on our international Open to Hope calendar. Events uh, because we'd like people from all over to know about this for sure.
3: That would be wonderful. I'll be glad to do that.
1: All right. Is there well,
3: anything else I can tell
1: you? No, I think that's it. And thank you for being on the show. And uh, I'm I'm excited about this because actually, you know, we have a family foundation, and I was actually writing it with my husband. Uh, to uh, he dropped me off at the show today, and he I was he always says to me on the way up to uh, drive into San Francisco. Oh, who have you got on the show today? And I was reading his your bio to him and he said oh yeah you know what it sounds like somebody that we should uh, help sponsor a girl so so he was uh, part of this also
3: well thank you very much I mean circle touches a lot of lives and it's wonderful to have it touch more and more
1: well thank so we you thank
3: you very much
1: thank you and uh, after we get through with all this after uh, next summer and uh, when everybody comes on we'll have to have you on again and see how it all went
3: sounds good would love to do that all thank right. you Kathy
2: love all you're doing with your camp thank you Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. Well, Heidi, isn't that amazing? Isn't that wonderful, having this uh, kind of a thing for kids?
2: Oh, I absolutely. I absolutely love things like this, and I hope that all the parents out there that are listening will seriously, if you've had the death of a spouse and you have children between the ages of 3rd and 8th grade girls, you will think about doing something like this. I know that, you know, I've been working with 9-11 kids for 10 years, and they have, they were very involved in Camp of America and some 9-11 camps, and found them really life-changing too camps can be really powerful especially since there is this shared experience with all, among all these girls
1: absolutely what a, a great thing well thanks for listening to the show today and we hope you visit us on facebook and on our website and let all your friends know about it and together we can really make a difference and move the world
0: you've been listening to open to hope radio hosted by doctors gloria and heidi horsley Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com, along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, Others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.